Welcome to Brag Talks, the place where we dream big and brag about it. This is your host, Heather Van Cura, and we are in season five, talking about pathways to promotion. And today as our guest, we have Carmen Delgado, who is a community manager at the Eclipse Foundation. And she is based in Spain and we, although we never had a chance to meet in person because of the pandemic, we will someday meet again in Barcelona or somewhere else in Spain. But thank you so much for join, joining us today, Carmen. Thanks, Heather. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have your story today and share it with our listeners about how you were able to chart your own your own course and make a transition from working in finance to working in the tech space and being a community manager. So you want to get started by sharing a little bit of your story and how that happened? For sure. It was very interesting. I was a controller in a nonprofit for cancer research. And it was an amazing place. I was learning a lot and helping back to the society. So I, I read an, a report about the future in jobs. And I and the first job that will be changed or that will be um, taken by technology, it was finance jobs. And instead of realizing like, oh, I'm going to lose my job, I say in that moment, I need to be there. I need to be part of that change. And I need to help those that are building the tools of, of my future me <laughs> uh, to do it in the right way and to get to the users and to understand that. So I started to look at what was needed to be part of the tech world. Uh, I decided not to do it like in the easiest way. It's not so easy. It's very hard, like doing a bootcamp or starting to study again. Uh, some uh, software engineer, software development course and everything. And I say, instead of that, I will take my hard skills and also my soft skills. I will realize what I'm good at and then go into tech world uh, helping from my side. So I did a study about how to manage um, tech uh, companies and, and I started in a fintech in that moment and then I started to I, I did a path uh, through several companies and last year I finished thanks to a volunteer project I have that we will talk about it later if you want to uh, it was uh, I had a stand and also a panel in the former JBCN in Barcelona. Now it's the BCN that used to they do the, that event in July. And that event changed my life again. Uh, I had the chance to meet a lot of people from the tech industry. I also used that chance to meet. I didn't stay in the stand without talking. I, I used that chance to create that panel to ask for it and to build that relationship with other women in technology. And also being there in that stand with the step forward, that, that is my volunteer 
community. Uh, I was next to Eco Foundation, and I also I talked with Tanya about is the first program manager Eco Foundation had. Uh, I was talking about how to manage an open source project because I was building a proposal about how to finance, uh, how to get some grants for an open source project. I was talking with her and I said, I want to be there. I want to be like this foundation. <laughs> I don't know what, I mean, I don't understand what program management means in an open source project, but uh, I really want to be there. So I started to research if they have like any job position and everything. I talked with her, she told me that I could apply even when I read the job specifications and the job posting. I think my feed was 50% of 70, I don't know the typical problem with women. And still I apply because she told me to do it. And I'm here after a year. Uh, I'm, community, I'm community manager of one of the communities of Eco Foundation Adoption. I have learned a lot about Java community, the project itself, and what uh, uh, Open Source Foundation does to help all those projects. So. Yes, it's a very good and interesting journey. <laughs> yeah, you, that's an amazing success story in terms of taking control of your own destiny. And maybe I'll ask you a few questions about how you did that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so I think one of the, the first things I picked up on in your story is that you proactively saw that there was a shift in your industry, in your current position, and you decided to be proactive in, in taking action to find how you could apply your skills in a new way. Maybe could you share a little bit about how you did that? Yeah, for sure. And I always advise to my mentees and with everyone I talk about it that try to do the same. It's not so easy. And I also get some advice from other people that also help me to build this, uh, to realize how to build your career path using your skills. Uh, I have been doing this since I joined the job force when I was 20, 21. And because instead of doing like the traditional way of getting things done, for example, to be a controller, you usually need to work with a big four company first and everything. And I said, I don't want to do that. I want to arrive, be there as a controller. And I just need to understand what I do and what I advise people to do is like to understand what you need to be there. Like, um, uh, checking the job posting, talking with people that work, that have that position, because maybe you fantasize like, oh, they need all, all these skills, all, all these things to learn and everything and they, they told you. At the end, what I do in my daily basis is nothing to do with this. I, I You need to learn about this or these three things, this, this strength and go for it. And, and that's that's the key, like to talk with people and to see how to do it. And also it was the same. At the moment, I realized that I want to move to tech industry. I say, okay, I don't want to study even when everyone told me you will be good at it. <laughs> you have like the skills to, to develop that career. And I say no, because I really like what I'm doing. I really like to help companies and organizations through operational part to the operational part to procedures and to systems and how to do everything. So I want to use what I know and what I have built and what I'm good at. I really took time to to think about it, what I'm really good at and 
and trying to find that job that, that applies to what I need. It's not easy. I got a lot of uh, rejection letters. Like, I, I think for this last job, I got like, to, uh, I applied to 90 positions, something like that. It's not an easy way to do it. Uh, you need to work a lot in your, I don't know, I don't know, in your strength, in the people you know, talk with a lot of people. But I encourage people to do it because if you're sure that you are good at something, you need, as you say, and as your podcast says, you need to brag about it. <laughs> exactly. And also, um, once you identified how you're going to transfer your skills, you talked about it with other people and got ideas mm -hmm. for how you could apply your skills in new ways so in order in order for people to know that you have that interest and to be able to help you you have to share with them what your strengths are and then exactly what yeah that's that's exactly what i did uh i i took my i, I say in a moment uh, before this job in Eccle Foundation, the previous one, what I did was that, like, okay, I want to continue here in the tech industry. I'm sure that I can help a lot of startups and tech industry taking the business uh, view of how to take care or manage a business because usually entrepreneurs, my first tech job was in a fintech that invests in startups. So I get I got to know a lot of entrepreneurs and they're very aware of the product and the technology, but not the business and operational side. So there is a gap there that I kept, I was uh, like super clear that it would be nice to fulfill that gap. So I built my, like my resume, what I'm good at, and then started to talk with a lot of people. I took my LinkedIn, I took my network and I started to talk with people I have not shame because then I already had a no as an answer. So I was like, hey, I'm trying to move to this path. Uh, what do you advise me to do? How can I do it? So I got some yes, I got some coffees. And one of that coffee, one of that, that beer uh, gave me my next job, uh, talking with that person, how he started his new company, uh, what he was doing, because it was a consultancy about uh, app uh, about app development, uh, a big mobile app, and talking with him like, hey, how are you? What are you doing, etc. I realized that hey, you need me. You need someone like me. So let's try for three months, and if it works, uh, I will get a like uh, that um, experience on my CV. And you will get some grants, but grants how to manage your organization. And thanks to those three months, I stayed there for three years working with them and helped them to grow their, their company. So it's more or less what I advise people to do. <laughs> and you were persistent. That's the other thing I picked up on in your story <laughs> that you can't expect to always get a yes the first time but to be persistent and continue to apply um, or look for opportunities and one of the, one of the things that you did also that i wanted to ask you about was and this is where we would have met last year when <laughs> you had that turning point in your career story was um, attending conferences which are amazing opportunities to um, look for new people to meet as well as possible 
job leads. So I think one of the things that you did was not only were you attending a conference, that software development conference in Spain, but you had volunteered to lead a panel. So maybe tell us a little bit more about how you got involved in attending and leading a panel at, at that conference. Yes, um, as I told you, I have also a volunteer group of women in tech uh, because before pandemic, before uh, everybody knows about working from home, all the companies applies to data, to remote work. It was only a thing for tech in the companies. And when I, when I was inside and I saw that uh, remote work and flexibility and how the community works is the first industry where, where you really had that feeling of community uh, where you go to events and people help you is you ask for help. Um, the others industry, you really need to uh, move around. Here it's more easy to get the door open or to get some help for for just for the sake of it, for helping someone. And I was like, oh, I need more women here. I want to bring more women here. So I started with a step forward together with uh, other three women in tech, helping, what we do is helping to build, uh, to help, uh, to support women that are starting in tech through bootcamp or doing a career change as well as mine. Uh, just like to give them uh, a support, like, hey, you're, it's okay, we are, we face the same situation, we've been here, if we all have our doubts, we all hesitate about what to do. And one of the things I took with, thanks to a step forward, uh, through the community stance, uh, I got the opportunity to take that stand. And, and I say, of course, I, I can do it. I, it was my first time ever in an event, <laughs> in a tech event. Uh, how, I was I have been in, in like in pharma uh, events and in finance events and in startup, but not in a, in a tech event. And then there I say, hey, together with other community, once we are here, we need to have a voice. So why don't we uh, talk with the organizers to have a panel about women and about mentoring and about how to build that. And it was my first ever talk or panel in a in a tech event, and I say, okay, I will do it. I will do it, and and see, let's see how it goes. And it it worked really well. And yes, of what I did as well that I always buy to all my mentees and all the women I know in in tech is I use that time and the stand to talk with people and to ask them what they do and how they're doing. And then once I, I also explain my, my story and also explain that I was doing the step forward and I have other mentees and they need some help and et cetera. And one thing that I always tell, uh, we always tell to, to all the women we know is like to use that community power because it's very helpful. It's not easy because uh, we, we are like afraid of being there and being seen uh, or if you are shy and but you have the support of the community and that's really nice and and it's, it's always like my philosophy you will always get a no so it doesn't matter <laughs> it's not it's not easy for me sometimes when people tell me a lot of no's and there is a point that you say okay maybe this is not the right way but it, at least you try and 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 try again. And sometimes um, 
you speak with someone and someone told it, I have applied to this job, but I got a, re a rejection letter and I say, ask why, I send an email or talk with someone that works there to ask them to get more feedback. So that's why I try to do with the events and with the community to use that opportunity to build your career and to meet some people. Right. And what I like about what you did there was you saw, you took what you viewed would be positive to have at the event, something that you would like, and you were proactive again, and you shared it with the organizers and took the initiative to organize the panel, even though you you hadn't attended the event before, but you were willing yes. to take that risk. Yes. <laughs> and you got a yes. Yes. It wasn't so easy. We have to negotiate first because it's like, but you don't have any experience doing this. And I say, well, with you either. It's that we will be the first panel, you know, about women, <laughs> mentees, and everything. Uh, so let's try how it goes. And uh, let's see if it's up. And yes, some people show because it was during the lunch break. And the ones that went to the panel were very interesting about it. So it was really nice. Yes. And um, I think the other thing that you mentioned that happened at the conference, and I think is the, the final point that I like to make that I want to highlight in your story is about when you applied for that job that you heard about that was open as a community manager. And when you looked mm -hmm. at the requirements, you saw that you, you met maybe 50% of the requirements. And I think that sometimes the inclination is to look at a job description and think you have to have all of the things in the job requirements if you have to meet all of those requirements in order to even apply um, but that's not the case and i think a lot of times especially women use it as a checklist where it's a, a prerequisite to have all of the requirements rather than a guide but tell us about taking that step and deciding to apply anyway Yes, actually, Ta Tanya, my colleague, she, my now colleague, <laughs> but she's like a reference uh, for me within the Eco Foundation. She pushed me to do it because, as as I told you, I read the job posting and I say, oh my God, I, I need to know, you know, the, the tech skills part, it, it was very important because Eco Foundation is a, a very, it's a tech foundation. So you need to know. And the community, usually there are people that referring about that specific technology. And I say, okay, I don't have any tech skill at all. I'm good at managing, yes, and organizing, yes. Um, meeting people, yes. Uh, I, I, I can be in an event, yes. This is my first uh, stand and my first panel, but I'm here, I'm doing it. It's like, yes, I can do it. I don't have like a super big experience, years of experience, but uh, I'm I'm doing it. I can do it. So she pushed me like, please apply. At the end, I did it. Even when I was hesitating, I, I, I work on my profile, my LinkedIn profile, my social media profile, and also my CV to show that a step forward experience and everything I have done with that community. And, and and apply and even when I apply I was like okay I already did it so I don't have any like expectation to be there and it was last summer also like, like in the event was in July I'll apply end of July or something like that and then they called me and 
And when they called me, I was super clear, like, hey, I, I'm very, like, I have, I'm very well organized. I, I know how to take a project, build everything you need, talk with people, et cetera, et cetera. But I have no idea about this, uh, this industry you're managing. I do know about open source, but on my free time, I really like some open source projects that, talking about finance and fintech and everything. I really like those kind of projects because I'm familiar with them, but I have no clue about anything else. And then I passed the, the full interview process. I passed the culture fit and I'm there. And every day, every week, uh, it's like I'm here. I, I'm working with all these people that I usually is people of reference for uh, tech development or open source and I'm working with them learning from them and also helping them to build their community and it's really nice so yes I encourage everyone to if you feel that you want to try or you feel that you could be a fit it doesn't matter if you have all this needs the job posting that request uh first find someone that support you <laughs> that's that's someone behind you that tells you like yes apply do it it's very helpful and also try to do it and show why you will be good at it that's amazing advice thanks carmen <laughs> for sharing some of the tips that you learned and congratulations mm -hmm. on your journey and achieving that transition in your career, which really is, is still just beginning, right? So yes. I'm sure there's <laughs> so many more amazing and exciting things that are yet to happen as you continue your career journey. And I hope that you'll continue to share your stories and that other people will learn from them. Yes. Thank you. If so thank that you. helps thank someone, you. that will be amazing. <laughs> yes. Thank you for sharing your story with Brag Talks. And thank you for listening to this episode of Brag Talks, Pathways to Promotion. And thank you again to our guest on this episode, Carmen Delgado.